0: If you go around your life thinking, oh, I better not say that because I could lose my job.
1: it's no way to live. That sucks. Yeah. So, and I have to say that because what if I say something that'll make Troy upset and we get kicked off my podcast? Exactly.
0: You'll he'll no longer be able to host, co-host your podcast. So don't don't worry about talking into it as long as it's like, pointed towards you, maybe like... It on the
1: okay, uh, Okay, you want it like over here, it's as good as it's gonna get. Perfect, perfect. Speak for me, Lyndon. Hello, welcome to this podcast featuring me, Lyndon.
0: Awesome, thanks for being on my show, Lyndon. Are you excited? Are we starting? Yeah, we're starting right now
1: you got to let me know when we're on record or not. You feel warmed up? We're on record now. We warmed up by me explaining to Alex all the things I could say the that letality. would ruin me.
0: Yeah. you got to be careful. You're, you're an important man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're a very important man. So you feel warmed up and ready for this, this podcast now that you listen to one? Did you listen to more than
1: one? This is what I did. Instead of preparing my own story... Uh, I went back and was make sure I listened to, like, all your episodes. Because I was like, okay, so I have to be more charming or more funny than his previous guests. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, he had Joe Sim on here.
2: Did you listen to
1: that one? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I finished it. Yeah. But it's like, oh, look at that. Filthy little, comes in here with his South English accent. Yeah. Just so well, so charming. A guy. and so disarming the way he's like oh i was a, uh, oh i was such a shy guy so unsure of myself and it's like no one knows you like that joe yeah no one knows you like that they yeah. just know you yeah. as the suave charming no, sophisticated no. gentleman so it's a good story I was, the transformation yeah,
2: I was actually,
1: like i was inspired yeah disgustingly inspired
0: Disgustingly
1: exactly inspired
0: by josephson yeah nice yeah, no,
1: so I, shout I, out I, to uh, that episode. Go back, was it, episode four?
0: I think so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then he listens to the one with Cord as
1: well. Yeah, because I was like, I gotta be as cool as Cord, Which is a tall order.
0: Well, he's, he's too chill.
1: He's the coolest guy.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you compare?
1: Like, he sh- he takes a bath in ice water.
0: He is the ice water.
1: I would take a bath in him. To become cool. I mean...
0: If you're into that, and if he's accepting that, you
1: can do that. <laughs> well, we'll get him back on the show and we'll talk well, about that.
0: Well, we're going to have, you should come on Mind & podcast sometime.
1: Mmm. Because we're starting podcasts. Really?
0: Yeah, that we've been talking about for months.
1: Well, that's usually how podcasts go. Yeah. Is everyone talks about them. Yeah. They yeah. never do them.
0: Yeah, but we're actually going to do it. There's just no premise. And there's never going to be a premise. Mmm. So, you know, but okay. I guess we should get on with this show, though.
2: So the premise of this show is you. Congratulations. Do you, do you feel special? You know what I do? Good. <laughs> Good Linda. So why don't you tell us
0: how we met?
1: Let's see how we met.
0: I don't actually remember a specific time.
1: But well, neither do I. Remember,
0: I remember, like, the moment.
1: Well, I, I can tell you this much. Obviously, my preparations have been listening to your episodes. Kind of knowing what questions you're going to ask. Yeah. So you'd think I'd come prepared with some answers. Absolutely not. Here's what I do remember. I was during my stage of life where I was ward hopping. Yeah. And I was like, well, we better go check out the Carbon Park ward. That's right. Because we heard it was terrible. And that no one went there. Yeah. I was like, we got to at least, you know, see with our own eyes. Yeah. Because we're like, I think it's like Stephen Fan, who, you know, I've heard this podcast full names all the time.
0: All the time, full names,
1: and he's a he's a fairly public figure. He's into Steve, the politics. like, yeah. really, I hear it's Stephen Fan and twelve other people. Yeah, but it turns out it's Stephen Fan, Alex Williams, and eleven other people. Because okay. I, because <laughs> I saw you, and this is when you had that—I don't even know what to call it—a like braided undercut or something. Oh yeah. And so that's the first thing I saw. Is I'm just like, what is that dude's hair?
0: like a year and a half ago or a yeah.
1: year ago something like that and all i I could just see i was like that guy is gonna be that guy's too much yeah he's too much man
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and that's it's like don't talk to him leave him alone and i was like his hair is whack but he's got to have like some supreme confidence to do that
2: yeah
1: it didn't even look bad
0: yeah thank and, you thank you i was just Back
1: I think mean, I thought it looked good, except it was weird. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And so I was like, "There's a good-looking guy who's weird. Stay away." <laughs> I'm just gonna say over here because I know I remember. I didn't really know you, but it was you, Mike, and Troy that came, right? That day. Um, the first day would have been myself and Caleb. The next time I visited, I came with Michael. Okay. No Troy. Michael had to go uh, get some work done with one of the young ladies in your ward. Oh. Don't worry, nothing nothing well, came yeah, to fruition, came but, but uh, I was like, I'll go with you.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, because I remember when Michael came, and I knew, I knew him vaguely.
1: Uh, and Robert was also in the ward. And Robert
0: as well, which now we're both in Brentwood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we vacated.
1: You got out of Carburn. I love Carburn. No, you don't. I
0: do, and I will, I will defend it, and love it, and praise
2: it till the day I die. You're I like, you're it.
1: like the mil- you're like the hundreds of thousands of people in Calgary, who are wearing the Rough Riders gear, and they're like, I love Saskatchewan so much. I love Cal- I loved it so much that I moved to Alberta. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And we're just like, just admit it. Alberta no, is Alberta. so much better.
0: Alberta is so much
1: better. Brentwood is so much better.
0: Saskatchewan's my second favorite province, though. Brentwood Brentwood is fun. Brentwood is fun, but it, it's not hard
2: to me. But anyways, this is about you, <laughs> Lyndon. So So that's the first time you have team Do
1: you yeah. remember
0: like a first conversation we had, ever?
1: Well, I guess you must have <clears throat> must have moved into Brentwood. Yeah. and almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. And I became, or you became, my church-mandated friend. Yeah, yeah. And thats I think that's probably how I went up to talk to you.
0: Probably, it's just by the way. I
1: was like, by the way, the leadership of this ward has assigned me to be your friend. This is completely inorganic. My hand has been forced. And in a weird way, though, that made me feel
0: kind of welcome like the weirdest way because i thought wow this is a real dude
1: (laughs) this guy's real genuine about how he feels
0: he's, he's just he's just chill like this is good this is good so that's good so i mean
1: but the truth is i asked to be your home teacher that's true now minister
0: yeah which i i mean that makes me feel special but i feel like it's because i was in this house
1: yeah I uh, they said Lyndon, because another thing you might not know about me is I'm basically like a special project in Elderscorn. Really? Yeah. And they're like Lyndon, what do we have to do? We will bend over backwards if you would just do your home teaching. I was like, okay, here are my demands. I was like, give me someone from the Elderscorn presidency and the Northmount House. And they said, we of course we will capitulate to your will. So I got Cord. Is now the Elder Scorn president. Yeah. And I got this household, which included you.
0: Nice. So I got scooped up with the deal. Yeah. Nice. Well, you can consider this. You're ministering for like the next three months.
1: Oh, I already There's I only report it
0: every quarter
1: now. Yeah. And anytime they'd be like, hey, how's, how's Alex doing? I'll play him this episode of the podcast.
0: He'll you, say, look how happy he sounds.
1: He sounds great.
0: I'm great.
1: He's happy because of me.
0: This is my message to the Elder president. I'm doing great. Thanks, Lyndon, for being here and ministering to me.
1: <laughs> I am spiritually fed.
0: Taken care of.
1: No, but you're, you're welcome. You're a good uh, person to minister to. Thank you. You shout out my podcast during Elder Quorum.
0: That's true. I did. I did. And you shout out my podcast during your podcast, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. Eventually. In yeah. yeah. So let's go back to where you were born.
1: Where I was born. Yeah, where where were you? We it was a a cool yet crisp spring day in 1989. You know, a gentle zephyr rolled in off the mountains, very nice. reminding us that summer had not yet arrived, but yeah. was just around the corner.
2: Yeah. Are and you that March baby then?
1: May. May. Oh really? Yeah. What day? Well. You know, referencing a previous episode, today is Cord's birthday, the day of preference. Yeah. My birthday is on Tuesday. okay. Yeah. It's
0: coming Tuesday?
1: Yeah, Yeah. a couple of days.
0: Okay, so that's
1: the
0: 28th or whatever. 29th. I mean, yeah, you could have just told me the date,
1: but... I want you to practice your investigative skills.
2: Okay, (laughs) thank you, Lyndon.
1: This is an interview after all.
2: That's true, that's true.
1: I'm not that easy. I need to, I need to dig. I'm I not going to give dig. up all my secrets.
0: So, so you were born in, in Southern eight. Alberta? Was it in Calgary?
1: Foothills Hospital. Really? Yeah. Same here. I say all the best people are born in Foothills. It's true. 100% correct? It literally, yeah. It's true. Yeah. So I was born in Calgary. But then right when I was like a year old, my parents moved to Olds, Alberta. The heart of central Alberta. No, yep. no southern Alberta anymore for this guy. So then I spent uh, spent my years in in Olds. And how was that? It was good.
0: Okay, the way I picture Olds is just old people. Because of the think, name. Yeah, I picture it like Medicine Hat, but smaller and north of Calgary instead of east. Is that accurate?
1: Well, Olds is not as big as Medicine Hat. Yeah. See, I always thought of it as just being full of Oldsmobile vehicles. I mean, that could fit too. I grew up there and I still think like, yeah, it's just full of Oldsmobiles. Yeah. And I thought as a child, when I first saw an Oldsmobile, I thought it was named after the town.
0: Which would only make sense. Yeah. What What other explanation
2: would there be?
1: Just like as a child, when we would drive... To Red Deer and we would pass the Bowdoin refinery yeah. and it has uh, all the provincial flags and then the Canadian flag mm-hmm. which as per custom is always in the middle and higher than all the provincial flags yeah. as a child I thought those were the all the flags of the world yeah. and Canada was always higher yeah. because Canada was the greatest country in the world well, so true. and so I'd be like father, is Canada the best country in the world because you know, I'm a child, I'm just like I've observed this thing. I need to verify it. Yeah. My dad would be like, "Mm, eh." he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess it is. And I was like, perfect. I was like, I've come to that conclusion.
0: Your dad knows everything. Your dad's going to be a staple on my podcast now too.
1: Let's hope so. Eric is his name, right? Of course. Yeah.
0: Eric, Eric, he knows everything. (laughs) He's on every podcast. He's on every podcast ever. Do you know what? He should be famous for not having a podcast but just being mentioned and talked about just on every podcast for some reason. That is my dream. I feel like that'd be an appropriate thing to be famous for. Yeah. So your dad taught you that Canada is the best country in the world.
1: All because I observed some flags.
0: And do you feel like it is the best country in the world now that you're your own man?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, I have yet to encounter any evidence... To counter the observation I made as a child.
0: Okay. Okay. So you feel pretty confident that it's the best country, but... But I haven't... I haven't
1: been to... to Austria. 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 That's true. I haven't been to Norway.
0: Okay, so you feel like you are not well-traveled enough.
1: Those are, are very highly ranked. I have been to America. Yeah. But, uh...
0: But it doesn't rank higher than Canada.
1: You know, overall no
0: yeah okay okay I
1: feel that like they're just like we have Del Taco and gun violence yeah and I'm just like eh I could do without those I
0: feel like they're the same thing
1: they're not but I appreciate how you lump them together
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do just as much damage to your body I feel like maybe that's
2: an awful probably
1: thing. probably on average you know spread out across the population yeah Del Taco maybe even more
2: Potentially.
0: This
1: episode brought to you by uh, Del Taco.
0: Speaking of of potentially incriminating things, Mm -hmm. your childhood. Yes. Tell us about that.
1: I know what you want.
0: I, I know you can't tell it.
1: Listen, for the first part of my life, I grew up in the town. I was a townie. Yeah. Just little town folk. Didn't get up to any trouble. That's not true. There was some trouble. I shot... Well, I shot out... Uh, this is where I guess my propensity for, for gun violence begins. Is I shot out my neighbor's truck window with a pellet gun on, on accident. Okay. It was a ricochet. Yeah. It was late at night, and uh, my sisters got into a fight, and were threatening to shoot each other with my pellet gun oh. over a boy. Christ. And I was just like... Well, if they get to use my pellet gun, I want to use it. So I get out of bed. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a young lad in bed at, like, 9 p.m. But, you know, summer's here in Alberta. At 9 p.m., it's still, like, high noon. Oh, it's super bright out. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, if they are out playing with my air gun, then I'll get to play with it, too. So I start doing target practice on the driveway. Yeah. But then uh, pellet ricochets off the driveway, hits the neighbor's truck window, shatters it. Oh, man. And I'm just like, oh, no. Oh no, I'm dead Yeah. And then my parents roll up Just as like, the boy that my Maybe it was the boy, someone else Some like 17, 18 year old boy Who was flirting with my Underage sisters Was yeah. like, I'll take you over to this guy's house And yeah. we'll talk to him, he's like, I know him Because I think the guy across the street was like a, Was a drug dealer okay. Among other things Yeah. So he's like, this is the guy I buy my weed from We'll go talk to him, it'll be fine yeah. But then my parents roll up, and now they're furious. Like, what is going on here?
2: And your sisters
0: are rolling away with
1: a boy. Well, the boy is taking me to go talk to the neighbor. Oh, okay. And they're just like, "Oh, we'll take care of this. Thank you very much." And I'm like, "Mom, Dad, this guy knows the guy." Yeah. And so basically, he was just like, "Okay, whatever. It's fine." But my parents were like, "No, he's going to mow your lawn all summer to pay for this." And I was like, oh. "So I had to mow the guy's lawn." Did you Well, well, I have a long history of being excellent in lawn care. Really? But uh, he never mowed his lawn. Okay. I think he was too busy with, you know... Growing
0: other
1: things. Well, I think he was a distributor. Oh, okay. Distributor. Yeah. But, I mean, this is all just conjecture and hearsay. Yeah.
0: I mean,
1: anything is. You know. (laughs) No statute of limitations in Canada, so I don't know. Maybe he'll be prosecuted for this testimony, but... I mean, I'll probably go to jail now for shooting out his. We're gonna have to pull this episode. Thanks a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will this will be a band episode that your Patreon people can listen to.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. So that's me getting in trouble in town. Yeah. But then we moved out to the country, to a nice little fourteen acre plot of land, little acreage. Nice. And uh, we're like, we're gonna live that the country life.
0: Yeah, and fourteen acres is pretty decent.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Called it uh, HQ, nice. Naglas headquarters. Nice. And uh, that's where I learned about, uh, about life. All about life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get a real appreciation for farmers. Yeah. Because I always talk about you little city folk Yeah. in your charmed lives. Yeah. Just heading to the supermarket to pick up some lamb chops go back home. And, That's my life. Yeah. All all the time. But it's just like, you don't know. You don't know what it's like out in the country. Yeah. This is like this kind of forced education on me where, so we started and I was like excited. I was like, I'm going to raise lambs. Yeah. And so we got, uh we had some sheep. We got a ram raising lambs and uh it did not go well. So I think I'm in like the eighth grade. This is the first year we're like, we're going to, you know, practicing animal husbandry. Yeah. And it's like all our lambs would die. And I'm just like heartbroken. Yeah. Like I'd literally like come into the barn, find like a dead lamb just lying down there, and I'd like read things where it's like, oh, if they're like amniotic fluid gets stuck in your lungs, you're supposed to like twirl them around to get it out so they can breathe. Yeah. So I rolled up to the barn with my sister. It was like hysterical. She's like save this baby lamb, Lyndon. Save him. Do the thing you know. Yeah. And I just, like, pick up this cold, dead lamb. Dead for hours. And I'm just going through the motion of, like, spinning amniotic fluid out of it. Thinking, like, just going through the motion because I knew it would make my sister feel better. Yeah. And I was like, wow. What a great lesson.
0: Was
1: great. Around then, yeah. Around then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then... So that taught me a great lesson about managing human emotions. It's like sometimes you gotta spin the dead lamb to make people feel better.
0: You know, I feel like that's a good analogy that'll really catch on.
1: Yeah, people will be saying it all the time. Yeah, they'll
0: say sometimes you gotta spin the dead lamb.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then like the next crushing thing, then we have a lamb born and this one doesn't die. Yeah, But it's got like these little crooked little hooves and it's like walking on its ankles for some reason. And my dad's like, you stay home from school, you gotta take care of this thing, you gotta nurse it to health, so that it lives. And I was like, okay, I'm staying home from school, this lamb is going, I will will it to live. It died. Holy cow. And I was beginning to realize, I was like, I am a failure at raising sheep. Yeah, this is gonna sound kind of mean and awful,
0: but most kids kill a lot of goldfish growing up, but you're killing
2: sheep.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't personally killing them, yeah. but I was responsible yeah. for their lives, and I, and, I, and there's like nothing I could do could save them. And it's it was an important thing. though. Well, you know, we'll we'll get to this, but so the point is, I was just like, and it was just a harsh lesson about life. You know, the circle of life, where it's like it doesn't matter how much I want these things to live. Everyone dies. You're yeah. gonna die. I'm gonna die. Those lambs are gonna die. You know. I'm not Anakin Skywalker. You know, that scene made all the much more sense to me, that scene in Star Wars where he's trying to save his future mother of his children. Yeah. And he, gives, he becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. Just so he can stop death from happening. Yeah. I was like, I would have done the same. I would have become Darth Linden to save those lambs. But unfortunately, that's not the case. That is not. But then we ended up learning that uh, the sheep just, they needed a, a selenium like a mineral okay so then we had to go get these special sheep salt blocks yep. that have uh, selenium selenium in them and then uh the lambs started surviving the survivability when rate went up like 80 percent really yeah and
0: just cause,
1: like uh, they just kind of thing. it's like their mothers had a mineral deficiency so the lambs would all be born with a low survivability rate wow and so there's a life lesson for you yeah yeah, where And so then it's like You just always gotta There's always more things you can learn
2: Yeah
0: Okay And what, what else have you learned Over the course of your life Other than everybody dies
1: Including The little animals you love The sweet little lambs I guess you know I would credit that To one of the reasons That I love knowledge And I love yeah. knowing things Cause uh if I would have just known that we had to get a little salt block, yeah. so many more delicious lamb chops would have made it to my plate.
0: Did you guys eat the lambs? Did you raised them and ate them?
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Nice. It didn't last very long. Yeah. Because uh, the emotional trauma of sheep. And they're, like, really dumb. Really? Yeah, like, that was the other life lesson was it's, like, there's a reason in the scriptures where, like, the Lord is our shepherd and we're his sheep. Cause yeah. sheep are dumb, yeah. and compared to God, we're so dumb.
0: Yeah, sheep need a shepherd, somebody to lead them along. Hmm.
1: So those are my farming days. Nice. And any other any other cool farm experiences you want to share with us, Lyndon? No. Uh, <laughs> after than the uh, most incriminating ones, of course. Um. Okay, awesome. So, and then you were still going to the same school in Old, though. So. Yep. Okay, and how was that? It was all right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you like learning there? Was that not your uh, style of learning?
1: I don't know. The high school is high school, I think, for everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: A little different, I guess, in a smaller town. Yeah. I often hear people talking about growing up in the city and all like, the cliques and the groups that are in school. Yeah. I was like, we, our, my high school was never really big enough. There had yeah. to be a lot of How many people. Were there? Like, I think my graduating class was like a hundred.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, so a little bit smaller.
1: Or like ninety or something. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty small. Not a big, not a big school. No, no, well,
0: that's pretty good. And then after high school, you went on your mission, which I mean, we can keep the stories of that to a minimum.
1: Yeah, my no, my no, mission, mission my mission stories uh, exclusively they belong they to right? the Mission Stories podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah, your mission stories have been
0: purchased. Could you do you have any uh, that you've told already on the on the podcast that you can share briefly with us here? Would would Troy allow that?
1: Yeah, Troy is the senior companion of the Mission Stories podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, if people want to hear Mission Stories... They
0: can go to your podcast. They can go
1: to the Mission Stories podcast. Well,
0: you've heard it here. Go to the Mission Stories podcast. It's actually a really good podcast. I I love it. So maybe you can tell me the origins of how you
2: guys started that.
1: Well, it, it all starts, I suppose, with like the Mission Stories branding. So we had uh, some sketch sketch comedy videos yeah. called Mission Stories. Which
0: are videos I have always loved. Right. That's probably actually my first encounter with you, seeing those videos. Mm-hmm. I never met you, but I saw you in those videos.
1: Right. So we have uh, a little acting troupe yeah. called uh, Kids on the Spectrum.
0: Is that what you guys call it?
1: It's what I named it, and it made it into the credits at one point, just like, k-o-t-s from a band joke yeah during the filming of our of our first mission stories i went off script and said uh like "Oh, oh he's somewhere on the spectrum yeah and they were like linden that's offensive we can't keep that in there and i was like well everyone's on the spectrum yeah i was like so we're just kids on the spectrum
2: yeah
1: and so it's kind of stuck yeah my hilarious insensitivity some pretty hilarious insensitivity, which right. I
0: appreciate. Right. I I, I really yeah. appreciate that, and I don't want you to feel hurt by by that, by me telling you that you're insensitive.
1: Well, I'm extremely sensitive about these things. I
0: know. I know who you are. <laughs> I can see the tears <laughs> right. running up in your eyes.
1: It's a hard yeah. Topic. Mm-hmm. So. So we have that little group. <clears throat> yeah. Doing our little mission stories thing, which is why it hurt. It hurt me so much. Yeah, when Joe Sim made his uh, RMTC video, oh yeah, yeah. Because I like saw him at a party, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, he's like, do you know if Troy's available to like film this weekend?"
2: Yeah.
1: and I was like, da, 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 da. "Mr. Joseph Sim," yeah. I was like, "Troy doesn't film for anyone, but the kids on the spectrum." Yeah, which isn't true; he'll film for anyone. Oh, yeah. and it's just like, and you should be asking me to be in the video, yeah. not Troy. It
0: was a pretty good video, though.
1: It was good. It was well done.
0: It was really well done.
1: But I feel I'm just like he's words like he's, we're gonna sue him. That's our brand. So he, <laughs> yeah, I'm like anything mission related belongs to us now. You're exactly right. Yeah,
0: You're, there are so many people you need to do. Right. Wrapping up a list, I'm sure. Although, okay, your
1: second and third mission stories videos mm-hmm. have nothing to do with missions. Which is why it's so funny. Yeah.
2: Because you just kept the name.
1: Well, the the first one was still, like, a little crazy, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Because I did watch it recently. Because if you don't know, you can go to themissionstoriespodcast.com. Which I have been, and I have bookmarked on my computer. Perfect. And that is where you can actually watch the little sketch videos.
2: Yeah.
1: So check those out. So, yeah, we kept the same characters. Yeah. And each iteration of mission stories just becomes more and more surreal yeah
0: yeah it gets it gets pretty weird When <laughs> he he disappears and you yeah
1: you know you might this is some director's commentary from yeah. someone that's not the director is there is a fan theory going out that theo was never real
0: he was one of the three.
1: Not made That's a new fan theory. Okay,
0: I just started that fan theory.
1: That's one fan theory. The other fan theory is that he's just a figment of Lyndon's imagination.
0: And that I'm gonna have to rewatch them now and see if that can kind of work at all. But the others interact with him, so probably not. I guess. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch them and I'll try and confirm the theory for myself. Yeah. So, so you took.
1: Right, because, you know, like you and Cord, yeah. I'd always talk about starting a podcast. Yeah. Because you know what's better than having a podcast? Talking about having a podcast. It's true. And so I would come up with these wild ideas. Yeah. And then Troy finally was like, I want to make a podcast about mission stories. Yeah. Because he think mission stories are hilarious we kind of already have been doing the branding of mission stories. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like a perfect idea, Troy. Yeah. I'll join you. And the rest is history.
0: The rest is history. The rest is a very beautiful series of
2: what? Six episodes now.
1: Seven. Technically, well there's one episode. There, yeah. One episode we there's had to get banned. Episode. The last episode, few people have heard it, the truest and most faithful of our listeners. I am one of them. Have heard oh, was it. Was
0: that the one that you gave me? Oh, that's awkward.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, still good. Still good. We got some technical difficulties. I'm sure this will all be cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. In the edits. You're making me do editing. Thanks. I don't want it to be too easy for you.
0: Good. I appreciate that. So, um... So yeah, the band
1: episode. Lost an episode, told some stories from my country life, Where? and from my mission life, yeah. that the family was like, how about you don't put that on the internet? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, right. And I had to talk to my legal counsel, Michael, who I have on retainer.
2: Who, <laughs> he doesn't
0: have a last name
1: though. Well, I don't want him to get in actual yeah. trouble. Yeah. For being my illegal counsel.
0: Not literally,
1: but... He's my illegal counsel. Yeah, he's, he's your illegal counsel. Uh, so basically we're like, yeah, we, sh- we got to pull that episode. And then Troy replaced it with an episode from another podcast he does called A Good Report. Yeah. Where they review and analyze Mormon films. Yeah. Which I will not plug. Well,
0: I mean, you kind of just plugged
1: it. But I'm not plugging it. Like I'm telling you... You can go to a, I can say you can go to a good report on Instagram yeah. and you link to all the episodes and you can hear the first episode on the Mission Stories podcast as it replaced the band episode. But I'm not going to plug it.
0: Okay, don't plug it. Don't plug it. It is a good podcast. I'm saying to you, not to any listeners.
1: <laughs> Listen to Mission Stories first.
0: Mission Stories is hilarious. I, I really appreciate it. Because it's just, like, you guys go through your your first transfers. Troy talks frequently about how depressed he was <laughs> on the mission,
1: which I love. You, I feel like I was just a totally broken human being. It's so funny. because my impression of Troy, Because uh, he was such a keener on the mission yeah. and such a try-hard. And then as he goes back and reads his journal, he's just like, I was broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh boy. So that's good.
0: Hindsight is twenty twenty.
1: Well, and I will like, just today I cracked open my mission journals. Yeah. Because I, I haven't even, I was like, I don't want to read those. Yeah. Turns out, is it painful? Yes. But I, I'm convinced I'm like the funniest person alive.
0: In like right now or on your mission? You
1: were- I mean, for my whole life, basically. Because it's like my first journal entry is like, this journal is not for writing down what happened throughout the day. This is not a record of what happened. It's like, I called it like a record of my thoughts and feelings. And I even had like a little sidebar. It's like feelings is a gross word. And I was like, just like my commentary. It was just so funny.
0: Yeah. Well, now I want to read your mission journal, but I know I'll never have that opportunity. unless, Unless you let me, Lyndon.
1: I mean, I might read some bits of it. I mean, because we talk about on the podcast, like, yeah. my first personal study, I just sat and cried the whole time. Yeah. So I like reading my journal. It's just like, don't care to admit this. But I basically cried the whole time in personal study. Yeah. And then the next day, it's like, hey, I didn't cry during personal study. New personal best.
0: Congratulations.
1: And I just chuckle and laugh at these things. It's basically like me writing jokes to myself. Yeah. That only I'll find funny. To lighten
0: the, were, you, were you lightening the situation?
1: I was definitely making light of everything.
0: Yeah. And do you think you were doing that because, like Troy, you two were broken?
1: Well, if you listen to our Heart of Darkness episode, I broke very early on the mission. Oh, really? And I became just a wild missionary.
0: Yeah, you did now, pretty crazy stuff. Like people should seriously go and go and listen to it because there's some pretty good
1: stories on there. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't do anything heinous. Yeah. You were, you were. I was a good. I was a good missionary. Yeah. I just. Uh, how would I describe it? I feel like when I'm talking too much about the mission.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll move on. From <laughs> after this.
1: Where it's like I was a good missionary. I had success. But I also did not take it seriously
2: you made sure you had fun
0: you weren't a stick in the mud missionary
1: I certainly was not
0: yeah because those, those guys are no fun yeah let's be real so moving on from the mission because I know Troy is going to come at me with copyright claims through your guys' legal counsel
2: right and uh so after
0: I guess I mean after the mission what have you done with your life
1: oh that's a tough question. Not much.
0: Not much? You don't feel like you've done much? I don't. Has it been eight years?
1: Nine years. Nine years. I've been... In August, it'll be... Nine years. Okay. I did get a degree. Or a, a, a bachelor's degree. Nine. Uh, Because I have to... University. Best seven years of my life, I always say. Yeah. Yeah, I went to school like every good young man is supposed to. I was told, you know, you go to university, you get an education, it sets you up for life. Yeah. Did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was fed a lie. Well, I went to school. I did 3 years of okay. biomedicine. Okay. Really? Wrote wrote the MCAT and was all like, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. Cuz that's what people like to hear when you tell them, that, I'm going to be a doctor. Well, and I'm they're real Yeah, and they're real proud of you. Yeah. Like, yeah, look at this guy. going to be a doctor. Wow, what a hero. Yeah. And so I did... I mean, really,
0: I mean, that's, that's really good. Actually, I don't need to downplay doctors. but
1: You know, good for them, though. Yeah. Bad for all the people that say they're going to be doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are scoundrels. But yeah, eventually I got to the point where I realized I'm like, I don't want to be a doctor. It's like, I'm only in it, you know, not for like the love of being a doctor. I was like, because I was told, oh, you'll have money and prestige. Yeah. But then you're also going to be, like, money rich and time poor. Yeah. So that's – and they, they weed out the filthy casuals like me during, like, the interview process. Yeah. Because it's like med- – Was that part of the interview? I never even – I was just about to submit an application to med school, and I was like, no. Yeah.
2: Because
1: they – even, like, the most – it's the program that turns down the most qualified applicants. And you can talk, there's several people in our ward that have been applying to med school and being shut down.
2: Yeah.
1: And they're all qualified.
2: Yeah.
1: So I was just like, I really was just like, you know what? I'm having a hard enough time just being qualified. Yeah. And then it's like, even when you're qualified to go to med school, you still don't get in.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like, and I'm going to get weeded out because they're going to be like, I don't think this guy is a type A psycho about becoming a doctor. Yeah. Because those are the type of people that get in. And I'm not. Yeah. Not type A. So I was like, this isn't going to work out. Let's switch it up. The university says, well, unless you want to do a whole four years all over again, you have to get an arts degree.
2: What is it? For? U of
1: C? U of C. Okay. Yeah. The University of Calgary. Yeah. Go dinos. And I'm just like, okay. because I don't want to be in school for another four years. Yeah. And I was like, what is the least useless arts degree? Because I, I was like, let's go into psychology. I love psychology. They're like, you have to have a 4.0 to transfer into psychology. They're like, it is harder to transfer into psychology than it is to get into med school. Really? And they're like, yeah, and they're like, and a psych degree doesn't get you anything in life. No. And I was like, oh, thank goodness they told me this. So then they're like, economics is the most useful arts degree you can have.
0: Is economics
1: an arts degree? It is. Really? At the UFC, it is. Okay. Some universities, you can get a Bachelor of Arts in Economics or a Bachelor of Science in Economics. Yeah. For instance, our good friend Cord yeah. mentioned his degree. is kind of like a Bachelor of Science in like actuarial science with a minor in economics. He yeah. basically has like the Bachelor of Science in economics in a way,
2: yeah.
1: okay. <laughs> which they don't actually offer at the U of C, yeah. just a Bachelor of Arts. Yeah. And I definitely took it the arts way. You can have a very math-focused economics degree, or you can have a very, like, theory and, like, behavioral science-based econ degree. I have the latter, which is the one that people will not pay you good money for.
0: Okay. But that's more up your
1: alley. It is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's more up my alley, too. Yeah.
1: Cognitive and behavioral sciences as it relates to economics. Yeah. I uh, I would almost consider that a passion. I enjoy it. I can tell. I read books about it.
0: Yeah, and you talk about the books,
1: you read about it. I do. Yeah, which is good. Which is good that you enjoy that. So when did you
0: finish with that? Then when did you have your degree in become school? A few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And since then, nobody has wanted to pay you for it?
1: No. Uh, well, it's a tricky thing, this uh, modern economy we live in. Where you kind of like to get a job, you have to be a thing. Yeah. Like you go to school, you become a doctor, you become an engineer, you become something that is trained to do a thing. Yeah. It's like you graduate in economics, you're like trained you're to. A
0: person with an economics.
1: You th- can think analytically and make graphs. Yeah. You know, you're those an, are like your hard skills.
0: You're an economist?
1: Not even. Like you have to have a master's or a PhD to be considered you're a, an economist. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been duped. I've been duped by the university system. Yeah. So now it's just in debt without any strong, marketable talents or skills.
0: I I think you do, though. You're a charismatic guy.
1: I'm waiting for the employers to line up to pay for that. That's
0: true. Yeah. So, but you've had a few different jobs.
1: Mostly working in fleet management. That's basically been the only, like, post-degree job that I made a living wage with. Yeah. 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 And how was that? It was all right.
0: Yeah. When would you go back to that? Oh, I I
1: tried. Yeah. I tried. Brutal. Yeah. They won't have me.
0: Lyndon, this is getting me in my heart,
1: man. This is good. We're going for Lyndon's sob story.
0: Lyndon's sob story. Lyndon.
1: Tell us more' top about Let's your life. see beside I mean it's interesting. I see my parents, my parents have moved back to Calgary, okay, and I'll see them very often in fact, they're moving in beside me, Really? probably to monitor me well, to see you. yeah, but uh my mom was uh in my little basement the other day, yeah, she was telling me that someone was asking how I was doing. I was like, did you tell them?" I live on the brink of disaster. She's like, yeah, basically. Well,
0: you know, I guess, like, how do you deal with that then? Poorly. Poorly. But you're you're dealing with it,
1: though. I think I deal with it well. I changed my mind. Yeah. I deal with it well.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if you're dealing with it at all.
1: Yeah. I suppose I've been uh, unemployed or underemployed for two years now takes a toll on a man
0: yeah but you're still going at it still moving forward still working towards it
1: yeah i think josh and i are going to become uh pis
0: private investigators yeah
1: we're going to get licensed really why not
0: how do you do that well is this something you're like actually looking into
1: well josh kind of joked about it how he like started doing pi work on kijiji And I was like, Josh, that's illegal. You have to be a licensed PI if you're going to do that. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's like, sends me a a PDF about, like, becoming a PI. He's like, do you want to do this? I was like, yes. Why not? Yeah. I was just like, let's do it. Let's become Kijiji private investigators.
0: That'd be sweet. And that's, because that's like, uh, whenever you think of PI, you think of the, like, 16th
1: i think it's like uh, Tom, Tom Selleck. Cool, cool hat, you know, giving all the ladies. You know, who wouldn't want that job, right? I know, I was like, you're basically a spy.
0: Yeah.
1: For money.
0: And I feel like that's totally something Josh would do. Hey, Josh.
1: <laughs> He's got my hat.
0: Nice. Um.
1: My PI Josh hat.
0: Josh
1: would be a private investigator. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Maybe we'll need to hire someone to design our website for us.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I might know a guy that does that.
0: You just might. Well, I mean, I guess don't be on the lookout for that. Cause should it should it be like secret? Should it be low key?
1: Well, I mean, people gotta be able to find you.
0: That's true. Which is kind of kind of a funny thing, I guess. Being a private investigator. Well, I mean how many you uh spy, but you got You gotta advertise You gotta wave up like I'm a spy, I'm a spy
1: Well not when you're doing Not when you're doing your job No, no But before your job And then The
0: person you're investigating Will walk by and say Hey, weren't you that guy Who was saying He was a private investigator Isn't your
1: face on every billboard In the city? (laughs) Every bus stop? And it's like oh, I know We shouldn't have done that Do you Real estate agents do Just everywhere
0: Everywhere Everyone knows your face And they're not quite sure why and then they see oh. bus drive on like, Oh, he's a private
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think uh, confidentiality and discretion are some of the pillars of PI work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That'd be pretty interesting. How much have you looked into that?
1: We looked into the courses. Yeah. Basically, you have to, the only thing you really have to do is you have to pass an exam and then register with the Solicitor General. Yeah. And you're now licensed to do the work. But they do recommend you either like take some some online courses.
0: Watch some YouTube videos.
1: Yeah, so you can pass the exam. Okay. Yeah, I've looked in the kind of, into the kind of work they do. Yeah. Corporate investigations, infidelity, insurance fraud.
0: So, uh, like, because that'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool.
1: Yeah. Some of them just specialize in, like, um, kind of, like, information technology kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, they're just doing, like, uh, investigative accounting, forensic accounting. Yeah. To, like, catch people.
2: How much do they
0: make doing that?
1: I don't know. Cause
0: that'd be kind of interesting. Now I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you ever watch Breaking Bad... I have not. Well, those that know, Mike, in that show... Is a retired police officer, yeah. and he's basically just like a PI slash uh, private security guy. Hmm. It's a little different in America. Like usually, PIs also do private security.
0: Okay.
1: Not so much in Canada. You don't really carry guns and stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: No. No. Not really. Mostly doing surveillance.
0: That'd be pretty cool, though, being a spy. Sometimes when I'm on the internet, I to a spy. <laughs>
1: You're a Facebook creeping people.
0: No, I mean there was a there was a guy I had to find on the internet, coincidentally named Alex Williams, and that's another story that I'll tell sometime. That doesn't sound like a coincidence. But, well, it wasn't a coincidence. I I was looking for a specific Alex Williams, and I did some investigation, and I found him. You now can talk to
1: you him. can join our firm with Josh.
0: Let's well, start it up, and then we can start a podcast.
1: Yeah, where we tell all the details of every case all we've ever details. worked.
0: So, so Jenny B. Oh, I guess I should use a full last name. <laughs> Blart. Jenny Blart. She was, uh, she was telling us about how her husband, Phil Blart, <laughs>
1: was, uh, was wearing the wrong shoes and she wanted to, you know... Those are the kind of cases. But but I, I, guess well, I hope it's mostly money. like the case of like the missing pie
2: yeah like it, it's like cute
1: yeah it's like subject. i put my pie on a windowsill to cool where'd it go Something. it's like
0: we're on your, it so you can make double the money charge them a couple
1: thousand bucks to find the pie and then make a kid's book out of it yeah and then sell sell that yeah
0: tell your stories it'd be like sherlock holmes
1: yeah so that's the answer to where my life is now. Scheming ways to turn, become a children's author.
0: Really? That's too many books. <laughs> Any way. Anyway,
1: it is now, now that we've had this conversation. just want to peacefully live out the rest of my life.
0: Wow, that makes... Not, make,
1: not making a big splash. Yeah. Just gentle ripples in the pond of life.
0: Just so want to live a good life. Yeah. I feel like that's a good
1: goal.
0: Yeah. I admire that and respect
1: that. Just seeking out that eudaimonia. What's
0: that? You're going to have to explain Explain some, some words. To me. Oh, that's
1: like a fancy Greek word for like happiness or the good life okay
0: nice nice that's one last
1: question i do have for you Mm -hmm. why do you have such a big
0: vocabulary because i think that's something that people will notice about you when they have a conversation with you
1: my advanced lexicon yeah you speak quite clearly which i appreciate because it makes listening to your podcast go check out the mission choice podcast
2: it makes it easier to listen to. It makes it easier to talk to. It makes it sound smarter too, because I know you're not that smart. Correct. Actually, you're probably not smart. No. But
0: why? How have you developed this big vocabulary?
1: Uh, let's see. I guess I started to read pretty young. Benefits of being homeschooled in my youth. Were you? I was. Nice. Homeschooled till the sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. And so. Didn't really get real good at math, but I got pretty good at reading. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, you know, seven years of university, basically, Yeah. Uh, you learn a lot of fancy college words. Yeah. We didn't spend all that good money for me to not use fancy college words.
0: That's true. And you, you were there for seven years full-time?
1: No. Well, first of all, I think it was probably actually only six. Yeah. I say seven for comedic effect. I think that was probably a bumper sticker I saw one time. Like, college. Best seven years of my life. Okay. But no, yeah. And then your... Uh, what you were there for initially, what was that again? Biological... Biomedicine. Biomedicine.
0: And I bet that was full of fancy words. Oh, yeah. And you still retain most of that? Uh,
1: Not exactly. I mean... If push comes to shove and people want to know about, like, the research I was doing in the lab. Like, if I have to talk to Nathan, our scientist friend. Nate God. Nate God. Yeah. uh, I can talk about, you know, T-cell regulation of the hair follicle. I can still, like, get it out there and sound pretty scientific.
2: Yeah.
1: More than the layman. More than the layman. But, uh, yeah, you don't use it, you lose it.
0: That makes sense. Well, thanks for being on the show, Lyndon. I look forward to... I could record
1: three more episodes for you right now if we had to.
0: I mean, if you want to. Record all of my episodes. Take my job. I'm recording later with Evan Laurie. He's on He's on next week, which is like three weeks from this recording.
1: I'm very impressed how you can... Uh, just have a steady stream of episodes ready to go.
0: Well, I find people, right? And, and I talk to different people. And when I can get them on, I get them on. And then I can, you know, add a little buffer, right? But you, on your podcast, it's like, when do you record? Like, how?
1: Well, we try to do it once a week. I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same day every week. Yeah. But uh, we just get together. We have very little planning. And we do it, and we put it out.
2: It turned out
0: pretty well.
1: It has. Some episodes are better than others, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I listen to it two times speed.
1: Yeah, that, uh, Troy and I are very offended about that.
0: Why? You guys talk slowly. So I just...
1: With purpose. You just want us to sound like silly little squirrels.
0: No, no, you don't sound like squirrels. It doesn't change the pitch. It just changes the speed on this one. On like Apple Podcasts, and then it just. But the weird thing is, is that I've been listening to it on double speed, and then when I slow it down, it sounds like you guys are talking so slowly, so I can't handle it.
1: Like we're dragging our words through molasses.
0: Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Well, that's your own fault.
2: Well, I'm sorry. So
1: sorry. now you. are You're encouraging people to listen to our podcast at double speed. Don't do it. Why? Listen to it. Listen to it it the way the content creators intended it to be listened to.
0: Okay, I guess I don't watch movies on
2: double
0: speed.
1: Mm, There you go.
0: Although, now that I've said that, I might start.
1: You're going to be like, there's so much more of my life I could be living. Why don't you listen to music at double speed? No,
0: no, there's not so much more of my life I could be living. There are so many more movies I could be watching. If time I watch speed. movies on double speed, I can watch double the movies.
1: Why stop there? Eight times speed. Eight
0: times time speed. speed. <laughs> this is perfect. Lennon, you've really inspired me on today's episode of My Wax
2: Museum. Thanks for being on My Wax Museum. Thanks for the shout out you gave me on your podcast about how
0: My Wax Museum is all about the fake people <laughs> in my life.
1: <laughs> I, I don't remember saying and that. Now you one of them. So I'm one of them. Congratulations.
0: I think that was episode
2: So anyways, thank you graciously. You're welcome.